Hello and konnichiwa. Welcome to the ninth edition of the Kennel NRL podcast. Today's a special edition. Our regular host of the show, Elmo, is not available today. He's actually on a sabbatical to the Far East, spreading the gospel of the NRL to Japan, starting off with Tokyo, ending off in Yokohama. He will be away for the next few weeks. However, I have a regular co-host joining me once again today, Brandon. Brandon, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. How, uh, it's good to be back. Yeah. And how was your weekend? It was amazing. Uh, great weekend of footy and I can't wait to talk about it. Did you get into the Anzac spirit? Uh, not quite, but uh, um, I will. Not quite. We've had the Anzacs <laughs> going around for a while. It's probably the biggest week of the uh, rugby league calendar outside the final series. Um, you know, Anzac for me is... You know, following St. George, I've been watching the Anzac match for the last 20 years, and it's probably the biggest game of the year for the Dragons players. I mean, some of them even say it's, it means more to them than playing in the finals. Uh, but we'll get to that later. We actually had a big week of weekend footy. A lot of headlines coming out of that. Some drama as well. Um, a big signing for South Sydney. We've got Jack Whiten, who's um, mm. coming across from Canberra to Souths. The question is, how did Souths find the cap room to get him in? That's been confirmed? Well, I mean, Canberra has saying that basically they uh, they want to they want to take the investigation to the NRL. They yeah. want the NRL to investigate. I mean, what is there to investigate? I mean, if Wyden wants to be at Canberra, he wouldn't entertain any offers from other clubs yeah. um, or even test himself to the market. I mean, it just sends a sign. It, it sends the message that Wyden doesn't want to be at Canberra anymore. Um He's looking for greener pastures. He might want a change of scenery. I mean, he wants to win a premiership, which is fair core. Any player does. Sometimes winning a premiership means more to a player than, I guess, the extra dough. He's been on good dough for the majority of his mm. career. So sacrificing, I mean, a couple hundred thousand dollars over a few years ain't going to mean much to him if you're ready on the big bucks. And he's retired from... Um Rep footy. I but think that's that, why Rabbitohs um, signed that, him, yeah. Yeah, look, that might have been a prerequisite by the Rabbitohs. Yep. Look, no rep footy for the next few years. We're going to offer you a four-year deal. We need you all hands on deck. Mm. I mean, how do you see this signing? I, I, tell me what you think. Oh, I, I, was, I was actually quite shocked when they when they signed him, but um, I'm happy he's going there. It's a good platform, and, and, and I can't wait for Rabbitohs to, to see him in that jersey. Look, um, uh, I know they got Cody Walker at six at the moment. Um Jack won, and I'm surprised. Um, Where would you put him, though? Look, that's the beauty about it. Mm -hmm. I would sign Jack Whiten because he can play fullback. Yeah. He can play centers. He can play at um, 5 eighth, And he can play somewhere in the forwards, maybe lock or second row. He's Mr. Versatile. He's a big body. Um, he's played in the green and golds. He's played in the state of origin. Yes, he has, he has. He's played in the grand final. I think the deal they're saying is about 3.4 over four years. Um, that's massive. Wow. Yeah, look, I think it's a good money. He's at 30 now. I think by the time he finishes that contract, he'll be 34. 34, yep. Um, I think it's it's good money. I don't think he's gone for unders at all. I don't think he's gone for overs either. So I think it's right for him. I mean, uh, where does Canberra go from here, basically? That, that's a big blow to lose their, their marquee player yep. to Souths, who got already star-studded lineup. I mean, <laughs> what do you do? I mean, does the salary cap actually work? Because it seems like the top sides are still getting the good players and the bottom sides... Despite splashing all the money, well, can't seem to sign anyone. That's yeah, they can't. I mean, Not in big players. It, it, is it yeah. time for a draft? I know Phil Good basically spoke about a draft. I didn't watch his episode, but I know he's floated the draft. I, don't, I didn't see the contents of that um, 
but it'll be worth noting to see during the week what he exactly means by the draft. Yeah. I mean, yeah. will the draft work? What do you think? Do you think it'll work? Or Well, if you're trying to disperse the talent, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, the NBA's got it, but that's... Um, AFL has it. AFL right? has yeah. it. It's a, it's a different style draft. There's... Yeah. Um, there's the obviously the uh, draft for players obviously out of school or um, out 20s, of rep footy, yeah. Or... And then there's also the uh, draft for mature age players. So mm. that's definitely something the NRL I reckon should implement. Oh, so you actually think they should? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I reckon that that could be work well. Um, another major headline from the weekend basically is um, next year the NRL through PVL was saying that they want to stage the opening round in Las Vegas in the USA. Wow. Um, I know there's been negative publicity and there's also been positive publicity around this one. Um, positives, obviously, there's a it's a there's a cash grab. Mm-hmm. I mean, how would you say? I mean, I'd take the cash, but everyone reckons you're not going to grow the game just putting in USA. Look, I agree, but um, under PVL, look, before PVL came into the game, yeah. they had no assets. They were either losing money or breaking even. He's coming to the game. They've bought their first asset, which is the, I think the Caxton Hotel, yep. uh, which is just outside um, the the Suncorp Stadium um, in Brisbane. And I think by the end of the current TV deal, they'll be able to afford a stadium. Um, so I, heard, yeah. I mean, staging it in uh, in overseas, it's another ca- it's another cash windfall. Yep. Um, growing the game, I think he knows that's not going to grow the game. But you don't say no to cash to strengthen the. Um, the financial situation of the NRL. Have they given a green light up there? Into Look, it hasn't. Or? It's just been floated. Basically. Oh, it's just been floated. Okay. Like, I know everyone's saying, "Oh, you should have the uh, uh, the opening round in, um, like, for example, WA or SA or yeah. New Zealand." Um, look, Magic Round Magic doesn't always have to be in Brisbane. I reckon. Yeah, no. Okay. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think it will work having it in in the USA? I mean, I, I don't mind. The what the magic round or, or no the basically the magic round has to be in Australia yeah, or New Zealand exactly but the opening round next year what do you think honestly I reckon I, they should keep it here um, probably New Zealand or Australia and then until we get more promotion probably take it that, out there oh, unless they want it unless America wants it you don't I, you, you don't think they should float the magic round basically around Australia instead and just leave um, opening round I mean if anybody's dangling that cash. That cash cow or that carrot, basically, for more extra cash. Yeah, I think we should just t- take it. We know it's not going to grow the game, but yeah. it's just one round. You're not going to grow the gra- game for one round, but if the cash is on hand, I, I wouldn't well, say. Depending no. how much cash we're talking about. <laughs> All right, it's yeah. big bucks. I mean, yeah. PVL wouldn't come out of nowhere. We've seen what PVL's done with the race uh, racing industry in yeah. Australia. We have. Yeah, I mean, well. basically, before Victoria had the monopoly on that, yeah. New South Wales now he's rivaled them, if not overtaken them. So PVL knows what he's doing. He does, he does. Uh, I know a lot of people are blowing up about it being in Las Vegas, but they're the sort of people that, with their sort of opinions, and you'll never be able to grow the game, you know, or, or put it in a in a good financial situation. It's thanks to people like PVL yeah. that we've gone forward. That's how I see it. But only one other thing I want to ask, can the players be trusted in Las Vegas? That's a great question. Um, To be honest, from my experience, no. Yeah, look, are I, you bold? No. I totally agree. The players no. cannot be trusted in Las Vegas, even if you, unless you get your own security company from here. Yeah. And it's going to be strict. Unless you get a contract in front of them before they even fly. Yep, no. You know, and uh, nah. look, uh, it's not only players mucking up. I mean, everyone knows how unsafe the USA is. Exactly. It's just ridiculous over there. And 
if they're doing it, is it Las Vegas, you said? Yeah, Las Vegas. <laughs> no Imagine bad. all the casinos there. Wow. Right, probably got to put a clause in that can't attend whatsoever. I mean, it's literally put- hotel, train, game. Fly out of they there. They might be get put on handcuffs or something like that at the end. Look, uh, <laughs> if you're getting 17 teams going up there. 17 teams, wow. Or 16 teams. Yeah. I mean, it's probably unfair for the 17th team. You probably need to fly them up, fly them up there for promotion. Yeah, as probably well. right, yeah. But that's 17 teams. Say each team took 20 players. Yeah. That's 340 players. That's including media and other staff and whatnot. You're looking at about 450, 500 people up there. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. It's like a 99% chance of something going wrong, basically. I reckon 100% something will go on. That's how I see it. The fans it. will agree with that too, I think, yeah. Look, a lot of fans from here, you probably get about 10,000 fans, I reckon, flying from Australia and New Zealand just to go to the games. But you'd be banking on people from over there going, basically. But I do believe we'll attract a lot of people there. Apparently, they love, like, they think footy is just toughest sport, I think. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, no, I think you'll get probably about fifteen or 20,000. You reckon? Yeah, it's just. Wow. I think it's. I think it's more like it. Just a. Uh, if anything, it's more like. Um, it's TV rights, basically. Yeah. You're not going to make money off the stadium deals there. I think TV rights over there, because a lot of people in USA actually sit at home and watch it. They do, yeah. So it's more like advertising. Many on Sunday. And it's also it? probably for TV rights down here as well. Mm. So that's what I reckon. It's the attractive thing about it. Yep. It's nothing. I don't think it's to do anything with growing the game. I think it's just there's cash being dangled in front. Mm. I reckon solely for that. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, another sore point we saw on the weekend, hip drops. In the Parramatta and Brisbane game, um, we saw Payne Haas and Ezra Mam both get pinned. In Payne Haas' situation, Ring Campbell-Gillard end up getting injured. Mm. So I did his groin. But just in this situation, um, ask yourselves, is the player's about to score a try, and the player's trying to make a tackle. I mean, yeah. you can't just expect them to evaporate. Yeah. A lot of times, I NRL players don't intentionally hip drop. Yeah. I mean, it's a big body. There's there's exactly. momentum going forward. I mean, Payne's got to try to do anything. That's a new rule they brought out, isn't it? Look, yeah, the hip drop uh, yeah, it is a new rule. I mean, everyone's been tackling like that for probably about 100 years or so. Yeah. I mean, it's not a recent phenomena. Yeah. I think it's just... What do you think of it? I think it's just ridiculous. I think it's BS. It is ridiculous. Absolutely BS. Of course. I should get rid of it. What are you guys doing? I mean, it's it's <clears throat> all these sort of injuries or head clashes, hip drops seem to be on the increase once they really, really scrutinize shoulder charges. Mm. So, I mean, again, I'll bring up this topic, but ask yourselves, ever since the shoulder charge got rid of, head clashes are on the rise, hip drops are on the rise, and other sort of injuries. That's right, yeah. I mean, I've said it before, you get these daisies or these buttercups that come into the game, mm. haven't played the game or don't really understand the game, but something they don't like or they find too brutal for themselves, they all of a sudden get their fingers into the game and just seem to ruin it. It does. It's just changing everything. It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, I saw a bit of a nice old throwback on the weekend yep. as to why we all love rugby league. Um, it was the Anzac match between St. George and the Roosters and it became really brutal in that second half. Big hits, mm. big plays. There was blood everywhere. Um, and that wasn't from illegal head contact or anything like that. How far just... were we talking? Like 90s? It was... No, no, we're talking last week. Oh, last week? Wow. Yeah, I mean, you saw a few players there covered in blood. Jack DeBellin, for example, and Lindsay Collins. Wow. That they all had scarlet all over their face and that was just pulling off big hits or, or, or desperate tackles or... Big yeah. runs, and it, it just felt like 
you know, they're in a war out there, mm. you know. That's what you want to see, though. That's what you want yeah, to see. You don't want, want to see this monotone, exactly, boring this, sort mm, of football. Not this girly thing. You want to go out there and put your body on the yeah, line. That's you exactly know what, I mean? what it yeah. is. Rugby league is a brutal sport. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're obviously getting rid of the swinging arm. Um, you know, the rest of it, just let it go. Let the game flow. Stop mm. trying to over-police it because they're actually creating more problems. It is. It is. All right. Um, another thing is to do with the Canary Club. I know this has been talked about for probably a few years now, but Flano has actually finally succumbed to the chop. Um, everyone thought Kyle Alawipe is actually coming in. Lo and behold, it's actually Josh Reynolds who's coming to the first grade side. What were they doing? I'm sorry, Reynolds, but... I wouldn't put someone like that, especially against a team like this. No way. I wouldn't have done that. What do you think? Um, I would have went a different... I would have probably made him debut, that young fella, and I reckon he would have had a, a good show. Look, look, the the alarm bells were already ringing um, when Reynolds got swapped to six and Burnham put to seven. I mean, I know Sorala was trying anything, but I think Sorala's saying maybe... Flano is not taking charge or being too assertive. Mm. Look, Reynolds is more of an assertive player, much more, but his best years are behind him. It is, yeah. He's not going to give you the output he was giving you 10 years ago. Mm. Um, he's a shadow of himself. Matter of fact, he's been a shadow of himself since he left Canterbury about five years ago to the West Tigers. Look, I reckon it was worth the punt putting Olawipu in there. Mm. Um, a lot reckon he's not ready to start, but where do you go from here? Do you put in a do you put a has been, mm. or yeah. do you just stick with Flanagan and give him as long as possible till Olawipu is ready, or somehow Flanagan finds his groove? I mean, I, honestly, to be fair, I don't think he's been. I don't. I think he's actually been quite decent the last few weeks. Oh wow! I think he started playing. I think he strung a few good weeks together, but yeah. then. I mean, the results aren't yielding, but there's reasons for that. And mainly the reasons are a lot of injuries have disrupted the side. Yep. Um, Canterbury is lacking a lot of its go forward. And unfortunately, um, it does reflect back on the on the halves, basically. And somebody's got to get the chop. And in this case, it's not going to be Burden, who's your marquee signing. Fortunately, it had to be Flanagan. Yeah, well. I, I would mean, have kept him there, actually. I mean... Serraldo's basically been forced. His hands been forced. He's got to have more points coming in. I think Canterbury were the last, uh, were the worst attacking side last year. Yeah. I think they finished last last year, and the side that finished one spot above them had scored fifteen more tries than them. Mm. And this year, uh, their defence has definitely improved, and their attack is very lacking. So, I mean, his hands been forced. I think the safest option he's gone with is gone to Reynolds, who's a decorated player. I know he's not the same player he once was, yep. but he knows he'll be assertive and, hey, it might work. I think he's a better impact player than a starter. Look, honestly, <clears throat> I've seen him come off the bench and he's offered nothing, yeah. to be honest. That's just my opinion. Um, that's how I see it. I'm sure a lot of players, I mean, sorry, a lot of uh, fans actually see it the same way. I mean, if you don't have, uh, if you're not a one-eyed Canterbury fan who absolutely loves Reynolds, put that aside. He's actually been dreadful off the bench. He may be better starting, but if he's going to offer you nothing starting, then... They may just better off be cutting him off from the squad completely mm. down the track. I mean, and just giving that 30th spot to someone else that's got a future at the club for the next 10 years. As to opposed to someone that's going to probably only give you a few months. That's right, yeah. That's how I see it anyway. 
Yeah. I mean, you got um, you got um, Oluwapu's always in the uh, twenty-two. It'd be nice to see him get a run. I think Probably sooner was, than yeah. later. You got Carter Rajab, who everyone is, thinks should be in the thirty. I agree with that as well. And you got another kid um, who I alluded to today. His name's um, Bailey Haywood. Young one. Um, yeah, he's a halfback in the uh, in the reserves. Uh, he's a grandson of a former Newtown Jets player. He's playing well, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I think he's. I think somebody was saying somehow he's related to the uh, great villain called Arthur Nettie Smith, who was notorious in the uh, I heard about that, yeah. Golden Mile and King's Cross back in the day. So that was a bit of a story I heard today. Oh wow! Newtown Jets, they can sure, sure produce him. I mean, they. I mean, his grandfather as well went the wrong way. I think his grandfather's name was Paul Haywood. Yep. And then you had obviously Dawson, Chris Dawson. Dawson. Yeah. yeah, he's been pulled up for that murder of his ex-wife. And oh, then wow. he had a former rogue policeman there, I think, by the name of Herb Narvo. So oh. <laughs> the Newtown Jets uh, curse. Anyways, that's probably uh, it for the uh, major headlines. Um, we will get back to we will get to the uh, major comeback that we experienced on the weekend from the Dolphins in their first year. They equaled the biggest ever comeback in NL history. We will get there eventually. So what we're going to do now is um, we're going to go for the uh, review of the previous round. First match was on uh, Thursday night of the Anzac. Um, Souths knocked over Penrith Panthers 20-18. to 18. Um, With about five to go, we all thought Penrith was home and host. And then uh, enter Latrell and the evergreen, ever-present Cody Walker. Cody Walker. He can play bad for 78 minutes, but he supplied the last pass to get him home. Yeah. Um, how good was Latrell? He was amazing. Wow. Just support system. And whenever there's a play or, or, or breakthrough, he was always there. Um, his tackle defense was absolutely amazing. It was really good. He, probably one of his best performances this year against the top team. Look, for me, um, Latrell's an out-and-out champion. Yep. Um, he'll, he'll get ridden off for six weeks. Everyone will say he played bad. He, he hasn't played brilliant, but he doesn't play bad. It's just that everyone expects... A lot more exactly, from him. Exactly, yeah. And he's targeted on the field. What do you expect? Look, um, I know, look, Crichton on the other side of Premier played brilliant. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, yeah Stephen Crichton. Good. Um, yeah, but Souths, I mean, they still haven't hit their straps in there. They've just pulled off a win against mm-hmm. Penrith. The best team, yeah. I mean, I just want to point out one thing. Um, I know Dylan Endwoods plays brilliant every week and gets a lot of accolades. Mm. Uh, I like to see him to go to a different team and see how he performs there. Wow. That's a big one. Uh, the only reason why I point <clears throat> this up is because Latrell, you can give him any side. Yep. And he's going to get you into the finals or even even a grand final. Or In the Roosters' case, I, I reckon off the back of him, he won him that two grand finals. Mm. He was absolutely damaging in those grand finals. And I like to see Dylan Edwards go to a, another side and see what he can conjure there. That That's the difference for me in the yep. terms of... Players such as Latrell Mitchell and Dylan Edwards. Do you reckon um, Edwards can adjust to other teams the way he can adjust to Penrith Panthers? Look, he can adjust, but he's never going to be in the caliber for me in the players of such as Latrell Mitchell or, yeah. or for example, um, Tom, Tom Trebojevic. Would he ever wear a blue jersey or a rep jersey? I lo- look, I love to see him because he's consistent every he week is, and his form showing for yeah. Penrith. But um, when you've got players such as Teddy, Turbo, mm. Latrell, and basically a few others. It's, I mean, I mean, where can you fit him? It's just, look, you're unlucky, but we're just laying with this much talent. Everyone knows when Latrell and Turbo 
and Teddy playing the same side, what happens there? They absolutely tear the opposition to shreds. So, wow, you know, it's yeah. not on the look. That one I'll give the selectors. Yeah, I mean, what I won't give the selectors is when uh, Payne Haas gets chosen as 18th man by Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> Some of his selections are allowed to left field. Um, uh, so look, Rabbitohs, and then he says he doesn't select them. The selectors, yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, look, Rabbitohs. They won't go away. I mean, well, people don't have him winning the premiership this year. I mean, I reckon they can. I still got Penrith. Look, I, for, no, Rabbitohs. To I, win this year? Look, for me, it's Penrith, but I'm actually very, very wary of Souths. Very wary. Wow. Yeah, very wary. I just think Penrith will win. I've got them winning three, but they've been knocked over, I think, already three times three to start times, the year. Three times, yeah. Dolphins, They're not looking Rabbit. as invincible as I first As, I as they started looking invincible again, all of a sudden, South Sydney just knock them over. The next game we had was on a Friday. Uh, it was up in Darwin. Um, everyone knows how humid Darwin can get. Um, if you paid close attention to the players, you realise I was sweating profusely. So it looked like they were actually playing in a sauna. In this game, Brisbane jumped out to a quick lead. Um, looked like they were going to run away with it. But to Parramatta's credit, they actually came back. And then obviously we had two sore points from this game, Ezra Mam and both and Payne Haas both pinned for hip drops. Look, for me it was in, innocuous. Yeah. Um, game's getting soft. But look, they've set a precedent, the NRL, and they've stuck by it. And now you're just seeing penalties that aren't penalties and sim bins that aren't sim bins. And too much. What is this? The refs. Too much reviews. It's just becoming ridiculous. I mean, we, we did yeah. see. Uh, I mean, if you recall, we saw uh, Preston a few weeks ago get sim bin and they're not even charging. Yeah. They're admitting it's mistakes. So, uh, do you blame the refs in this situation? I mean, for me, it's whoever's whoever it's whoever set the precedent. Yeah, that's the ones that's the blame basically. The tackles. Yeah, like or the, the hip drops, yeah. the, the head clashes. Um, any, any new ruling they come out with. For me, it's... I think it's ridiculous. You know, the refs got to follow. They're sometimes, yes, they are overzealous. <laughs> yeah. But it falls to back to whoever set those rules and precedent. Okay, yeah. I'll blame okay. them. It's squarely on them. They got to front up and own to it. That's what they got to do. Mm, absolutely. Um, next game, for your Canterbury fans, I know it's another loss. Um, the scoreline was 33 to Cronulla and Canterbury was 20. I thought it was a valiant effort by Canterbury. They, they were all down on troops. Second half, they came back strong. Look, even at half time, they came, they went in. They needed to be the first to score after half time. Yep. They lean in a soft try, unfortunately, but mm. they they hung in there. They kept plugging away and plugging away. And I, look, if they had their full team on that day, I think they could have. I'm pretty sure they could have came home with yeah. the two points. I agree. I mean, they've won three games to start the year. There, yeah. I think Canterbury's three and five. It's not that too bad. No, it's not too bad. Actually. I, I know their the, the fans are starting to feel disheartened. Look, there is a good number that understand that they got, do have an extensive injury lo, uh, ex, extensive injury list, yeah. and finals may well be beyond them because of that this year. But a lot also understanding that this is now time to blood those youngsters to give those other players more time, more experience, and for combinations to work themselves out. Mm. And to also get that cohesion happening as well. So, you know, I like to see Canterbury start winning, uh, stringing some wins together. Yeah. Um, just might not happen on a regular for probably about another six to eight weeks, I reckon, or about four to six weeks till they start getting back more of their players 
That's how I see it anyway. There's a lot of injuries in their forwards. Yeah, that's where they're yeah, really lacking. I mean, Kikau is a big go yeah. forward. Luke Thompson's a big go forward. Um, Pele offers impact off the bench, just to name a few. Um, yeah, it has hurt them, basically. It has, and then has. they've gotten some players back, but they were missing them at, uh, for most of the year already, basically. So uh, mm. they have some, and then they lose and those, they lose and the some. others come back, and it's just really, really impacting. Same thing's happening in the backs as well. Yeah, I think Kiraz is about two weeks away from returning. One yeah, he's or two not far weeks. away. Yeah, and he's another meter eater for him as well. So, and also you got Josh Adokar on the wing as well. So you got two damaging wingers. Is he going to be back in a couple of weeks? Yeah. He's trying to aim to come back for Origin. I love to see him there. I mean, yeah. a- anyone would love to see a strike weapon come back. Basically, yeah, can't wait for him. To come I mean, he's got something that ninety-nine point five percent of players in the NRL don't have, have yeah. and that's finishing and speed together. He's too quick. I remember yeah. um, training with him. He was really freak. He was really he's, fit he's, and fast. Wow. Josh had a car at Cronulla, yeah. was it? Yeah, I was at Cronulla. He was standing next to me and we had a, a drill where we was just sprint 100 metres and back and he just took off. Like it. a whip at a... Like just... Crazy pace, just eh? pace was crazy. He just took off and never saw him Come again. Motor. I tried to catch up. It's funny. You went... Cronulla lost him and West Tigers lost him. West Tigers. I think West Tigers lost him first, I think. Was it the other way around? No, no, no. Um, he, he, uh, Sharks lost him, then Tigers lost him. Jeez. Yeah. And then... Did you, I'm not going to... Do you know he nearly gave up after Sharks? Because he, he thought that, okay, nothing... They're not going to take me because yeah, I'm skinny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And he just proved him wrong. Cup. He got it. He got Signed a of cup and then went to NRO and then boom. He got a run out West Tigers a few games. He did, yeah. But look, Bellamy, he realized that this guy's got super crazy pace. Yeah. That's all I need. I'm going to I'm gonna transform him. And... His defense is very solid as well. Oh, he's got a strong. Yeah, he's defense. really improved his defense. Put his body on the line for winning. Um, next game up in uh, Boring Townsville um, <laughs> for you Cowboys fans. Boring Townsville. <laughs> this game was 18 to the Cowboys. They got home against Newcastle 16. I actually thought Newcastle could have pinched this one. Um, not to be on that. Newcastle is another side that's impacted with a few injuries as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, it was a bit of a, a bit of a drip drab game. Um, I, think I don't know. Boring. Cowboys are just still flat. They're lucky to get that game. I thought Knights should have won that one. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, I thought I was looking at it. I mean, yeah. I don't know what happened there, but anyway, I, I'm Cowboys. I'm starting to think might not even make the eight. All of a sudden, they're just very, very flat. Something's very lacking. For them. Yeah, they'd be everywhere at the moment. They're not even. Yeah. Anyways, on to the next game, and I'm one I'm really, really eager to talk about. Halftime score was 26 to the Titans. Dolphins were zip. So it was 26-0 at one stage exactly. before the Dolphins started making the comeback. And they ended up being 28-26. Yeah. And I think that equals the biggest comeback of all time. I think it equaled, I think it was Cowboys. Incidentally, I think it was the Cowboys that beat Penrith 28-26. Wasn't it a Parramatta game? No, I think it was the Cowboys. Cowboys were down 26-0 against Penrith. Yeah. I think it was about 25 years ago. And they came back and towed up the Panthers. Mm. Same thing happened here. I don't look, I don't think um I think the problem here was Dolphins were just dreadful in, in that first half. Mm. Titans weren't doing anything special. Dolphins allowed them to score that many points. Yeah. Um they were having some brain fades as well. Uh, actually a funny brain fade during that game was Robert Jennings. Mm. Um if anyone recalls what happened in that game. <laughs> the catch the ball. Catch the ball, falls <laughs> on the ground. Nobody's within five or 10 meters of him. And didn't even... Lies there looking at Cody Nicarima, who absolutely lost his marbles and then just got tackled and all he had to do was reach out and exactly, score. Exactly, yeah. I think at the time the score was 26-14 or 26-18. Yeah. 
was really close. And I thought, yeah. here we go, they've blown it. But look, to Robert Jennings' credit, he did score a double that day. Mm, he came back. And they came back and won the game. I just want to know, what does Wayne Bennett say at halftime? That's exactly what I was going to ask. What, what does, does he, he say? say? I mean, I heard it from the players. He just sat there. He was cool, calm, collected, and yeah. encouraging. But I want to know exactly what, what he, he said. Because it's not the first time he's made something like that happen. Happen. Just... I mean, how old is he now? 71, 72? Yeah, he's past his 70s now. But um, I mean, most guys I know around that age are basically just grumpy old men. Exactly. Or pulling or... out their dentures, going to sleep at <laughs> 7.30 in the evening or, or playing bingo. Golf. Or playing golf. <laughs> or playing bingo. Or something. And this guy is just... No wonder why he's got a 50-year-old wife or something. <laughs> Jeez. I can still go, eh? <laughs> yeah, he can still go. <laughs> <laughs> He's up oh, for it every week, I'll tell you what. Um, even those ribs he was eating last time I saw on TV, apparently. I mean, he's kept himself young to his credit, stays fit. Um, another, another good game we watched on the weekend and was the Tigers versus Manly. Um, at one stage, look, Tigers were about to get their first win of the season. I think you and Elmo went the Tigers in this game? Or was it just Elmo that went? I think it was just Elmo. He almost went. pulled yeah. off. Yeah. I think it was about, about 10 to go. The Tigers got in front. And Tigers got 10 to go and they thought they had it. And then and, finally, and, and incidentally, Turbo came Turbo off. Came and he yeah. thought, oh, look, the Omens are good for the Tigers. Yeah. And lo and behold, they still found a way to lose it, and basically. I cannot believe they lost that game. Absolutely ridiculous. They're going to break through their win. I'm just worried it's going to be against St. George, basically. So How many losses are on the road? Probably like three or four losses. No, no they've lost seven to start off the year. They haven't won a game? They haven't won a game. They've got the bye. Um, I'll just get a point out of that. <laughs> yeah, I got a few points. I mean, there was a there was a headline on the weekend coming from News Corp Media. Um, three hundred and sixty five days without a win for Luke Brooks. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, had make, to... they had to make it their back page. Like, come wow. on. Would Alex Tuol score anytime soon? Or no, he, he should just <laughs> he should even be playing first grade. But anyway, wow. <laughs> I think the Tigers got a few other deserving forwards to be there. Yeah, I agree. Um, for me, match of the round. Um, mm-hmm. and it's the biggest game of the Anzac Day match and one of the biggest games of the year. The ever-bruising um, Anzac Day match between St. George and the Roosters. Great game. Um, played at the new Allianz Stadium. It was a sellout. Sellout. Um, I don't know what it is. It's it's like it's once they play the last post mm. that every player that actually thinks he's in the trenches because in that first half... Um, the Roosters were absolutely blitzing the Dragons. They look, they did score some soft tries up the middle, mm-hmm. but that's due to their forwards absolutely bruising the Dragons. And at one stage, I was calling, uh, I was asking the, the the Dragons to call an armistice, mm-hmm. basically. So I was asking for the mercy rule, just call it now because yep. like they're going to rack up a cricket score. Um, but to the Dragons' credit, in that second half. I don't know if you're just paying close attention, but for example, Jarrell Ray Hari was absolutely being demolished from Jack Bird. Jack DeBellin was bruising him. That kid, Toby Couchman, he was launching some bodies left, right, and center as well. I mean, that was that was absolutely physical and terrific defense by the Dragons. Um, they were going hard. So I'll, I'll tell you what is a sore point from that game, that <clears throat> referee. The way he was refing the ruck, it's yeah. like, the NRL was back to choosing its favourites, such as the Roosters and the Storm. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, I know there was the conjecture about the Simbin. With a, I know it looked like a head clash front on. Yeah. And I, 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 that's my opinion. I think it was, it shouldn't have been a Simbin. It was a fair head clash, although they have produced some other angles of which appears that his shoulder... They're good at doing that. ...hit the head. <laughs> but uh, look, half the people seem to agree, yeah, his shot hit the head. Yeah. 
Mm. I mean, if it has its belly touched, it's inconclusive to me. Yeah. You know, head clashes, it's just ridiculous. He got sent to the Simbian. Look, irrespective of that, the Roosters were already on the ropes. Mm. Um, I think the scores were even in that time. And it was really Tyrell, Tyrell Sloan, he's a freak. He's he a absolutely, guy. him and Suli and Murdoch Masilla on that right side. Uh, they really caused some collateral damage. It was the last 15 minutes. It was at the whole second half they came back. Tyrell Sloan's just got this crazy footwork. He's got the confidence. He's quick. He's put on a bit of size. He's starting to palm players off. He's quick. He does a spin. He beats players. He's everywhere. He passes. He kicks. He's Australia's fastest player. Um, the Dragons got a problem though. Is uh, he faster than Adokar? No, no. I said the Dragons' fastest. Player. Oh, Dragons' fastest. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know if he's faster than Adokar. Don't know. He's very quick. Wouldn't that be a good race? I think Adokar's still got him. He's a whippet. Um, but the problem with the Dragons is their wingers are very slow. Yeah. Look, in saying that, Toro Moga, and he he does cop a lot of flack from fans. Two weeks in a row now, he's been close to the Dragons' best. He yeah. put him back in the game against Canberra. And he put him in the game, back in the game against the Roosters. And he scored the equaliser. Mm. And unfortunately, he got injured. But he was solid the whole game, defense-wise and attack-wise. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's normally a center. He's had his fair share yeah. of injuries. Um, I know the Roosters were lacking Walker in that game. They were. Look, they didn't have Walker, but I thought they did well. Manu's very dangerous. He's so dangerous. Anywhere you put him, center, fullback, wing, wing, five eight, five eight, half yeah. back, lock, second row, He's a... hooker, even play front <laughs> row. I think he can cover every position, and it will give you an absolutely good account of himself. Is he worth a million dollars? Yeah, for me, he's one of those players. You he can so? play anywhere. Yeah, yeah, bloody hell. He'll go fullback for the Roosters and put up better stats than what Teddy will do. Exactly. He's, not he's an absolute freak. He's a million dollar player. They haven't even offered him that. Wow. I think that's why they let Swaliti go because Manu is that player. And on Swaliti, besides that one time he got Suli, Suli actually put it on him the whole game on that right on that right. Yeah, he did. I saw that game. He was absolutely running right on him. Um, Yeah. Look, the Dragons, they are lacking in the front row and they showed in that first half. The whole thing, I saw, yeah. It'd be interesting to see what Hook said at halftime because the Dragons came out that halftime and absolutely mangled them. Yep. Um, just one thing, Lomax. I think he's got to kick it, give up the goal kicking because he does not seem to nail a kick that matters. I think his poor goal kicking has absolutely cost him two or three games this year. He has. You know, he's not even getting him close. You got Junior Ramon in the five eighth. I know he's his third game back or something like that, but he's got to be more assertive with his running. Mm. And Ben Hunt's got to take more charge. I actually think uh, I actually think Ben Hunt probably. Needs to go to hooker and probably give Butt Sullivan a go at halfback because he's a fantastic attacking player. Just one thing I think Hook probably realised. I don't know if it was a ploy, but Little didn't wasn't on for the whole half first half. The Dragons' ruck speed was very slow. The yeah. service they were getting out of dummy half from him by was very ordinary. Little comes on in the second half, and lo and behold, the revival starts. Mm-hmm. The ruck speed's quick. The service is great. The attack's pumping, and the defence is pumping. So I don't know. If he needs more from Embi, and that's a good game plan, or he just erred by keeping Little on on the bench for that long, or he should start. I don't know. Other than that, from that game, it was pleasing to see Angus Crichton back, and it was good to see Satili Tupanua back as well. Um, the Roosters are getting back a few players. Um, yeah. Uh, look, whether Crichton should be in the Origin talk, probably not for the first game. Yeah. Probably needs about a month. Yeah, Dragons fan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, How do you feel they went? 
That first half, I was, I was calling for the mercy rule because it was dreadful. Oh, look, I, I'm very critical of the Dragons' front row. Yeah. I think we're very thin in the front row because our starting forwards was Blake Laurie and Michael Milo. Frank mm. Milo suspended. Not a big forward, not a big front row. Uh, look, I know Blake Laurie, he gives you 100% every game, but he absolutely gets leveled up. Even I hurt from the hits he gets. Mm-hmm. Every game he gets leveled. Yeah, Some big yeah. hits. Does he really bend the line? No. no, no doesn't so. bend the line. They need fours. They're going to bend the lines. They need you to paint half exactly. types. I mean, even Regan Campbell-Gillard bends the line better than what he would, basically. That would be a good sign. Look, Blake Laurie is a very physical player. He hits hard. He runs hard, but hmm. he's not bending the line. He gets leveled. They've given him a three-year deal, which oh, I'd rather have used that money, try to entice someone that's going to bend the line. Wow. That's how I see it anyway. Hmm. And then the final one, um, Melbourne, 30, Warriors, 22. Warriors got the early jump, and I thought they were going to run away with this game. Unfortunately, um, injuries caught up with the Warriors in this game. And then, I guess, Melbourne's class, Cameron Munster, he's an absolute freak. Uh, Ireland was dishing out some hits. He was making up for last week's hit when he got leveled by Ola Kawatu. So. Yeah, I saw that. That was a big hit. And look, Melbourne was on the end of some favourable calls as well. Um they got another home Anzac match. Look, I just got to point out to the NRL basically that it's Anzac, not AAC. So New Zealand's part of the Anzac. You're going to have an Anzac round every year. New Zealand should get one, if not every year, every second year. Yeah. This should have been a Warriors home game. Mm. So I hope they actually give them a home game next year because they'll get a massive turnout as well. And they should make it a... You know, if it's not going to be an every year event, every second year basically, because I know they want to have an Anzac match in Melbourne every year. So either alternate them or get Melbourne to play someone else in Melbourne every year yeah. and get New Zealand to play, play someone else in New, New Zealand, Zealand. Yeah. every year or every second year. Take your pick, basically. Yeah, so I agree. It was it was it was disappointing seeing not New Zealand get the two points. They were down to thirteen players with the last fifteen or twenty minutes to go. So I just call- I just found it odd. Why did Dylan Walker go to the bin? I saw that. that was a I mean, it was just thing. a normal yeah. tackle. I still don't understand. There was no head slam in there. Katoa just fell awkwardly. And... It was a soft one. Yeah. Look, yeah. they make up the rules as they go. Yeah, Somebody they gets concussed, it's time to penalise Simbin and turn the game on its head. So... And then they go back 10 minutes. And yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. basically. Dumb. I wonder how Elmo is going in uh, Japan. <laughs> I mean, is he discussing... Are they finding the hip drop ridiculous over there? Or... I wonder what he's thinking. Yeah, I wonder what they're thinking. He's you probably know. asking the Japanese people what they think about it. <laughs> you know what? They play the rugby union over there, so taking the uh, NRL yeah. gospel over there, yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah, Might actually work, Elmo. But look, yeah. whatever you do, do not try to convince them to follow the Canterbury Club. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, their flag is red and white. And the only two sides, or probably the only one side they should be following, is the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Okay, Red so we're one. End the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Everyone's questioning is this a kennel podcast <laughs> or is this a uh, Dragons Lair podcast? Oh. Anyway, now we move on to the uh, previews of round nine. Um, another cracking round of footy, hopefully. I mean, post Anzac match, I'm sure the. I'm sure there's a lot of bruised bodies out there. Uh, our Thursday night game, we kick off with the Sharks, who are currently fifth, and the Cowboys 15th. There's no major ins or outs for both sides. Yeah. How do you see this one going? Uh, boring game. I just think Sharks... It's at Shark Park, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah. And Sharks got the strong side, all of them back in? or 
there's no major ins and outs there. Captain's still suspended. Cameron McInnes, I think, will start at lock. Yeah. Um, Hines is in. He's good. Yeah, Hines is there. There's no major ins or outs. Uh, I reckon Sharks plus 13. Plus 13? Yeah. I'm going to go Sharks as well, plus 13. I think they're out for revenge from last year's finals. Um, I think we're going to start seeing more blowout scores now. Look, it's been a great first two months of football, mm. but injuries, form, and suspensions, it's time that they started taking their toll on sides. We've had two months. So I think we're going to start seeing a bit of blowouts. I hope not, but that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, next game we got is a Friday night game at 6 o'clock between the 13th place Parramatta Eels and the 12th place Newcastle. I'm surprised Newcastle's 12th. For all that good form they've played and wins they've had, they've had some close games. I'm, I'm surprised Parramatta's 13. Look, Parramatta, I'm surprised they aren't lower. No, look, 13th is where they are. Yeah. That, that's where they've been about. They they lost their first three um, or four. Um, they had a few close games. They've been below average. They were in the finals last year. What's happened to them? Yeah, look, they're still, it's a long season. I think yeah. they'll call themselves back in the eight. It's a hard, long slog, but I think they might get there. We're nearly halfway, though. No, we're about the third of the way. Yeah. Look, um, in this game, it's at Parramatta Stadium or Combank Stadium. Yep. Regan Campbell-Gillard's out. His injury is groin from that tackle. Bailey Simonson's out. Um, major ins is for Parramatta's Makahisi Makatawa. Hmm. Newcastle, no major ins, no major outs. Are you expecting, how do you expect this one to go? I think uh, Parramatta, uh, where they're playing at. Uh, it's at Parramatta's home game. I think Parramatta will come on top of the win. Look, I'm expecting a razzle-dazzle from Kalimponga. It's about yeah. time he's shown. I'm going to uh, go Newcastle by eight points. I'm going to go Parra probably by two tries. Two tries? Yeah. I think Newcastle. Um, Friday night, 8 p.m. Blockbuster. Um, Broncos currently coming first versus South Sydney, who are fourth. The game is at Suncorp Stadium. For me, it'll be match of the round. I cannot wait. But the only thing is, there is a lot of, there's a, quite a few major outs for Brisbane. They do have the depth to cover, mm-hmm. but not the quality. Um, you, Brisbane's actually missing Ezra Mam, suspended. Payne Haas is going to be missing. He's suspended for one week as well. And Corey Oates is out injured. Over that hip, hip. Tackle. Yeah, look, Stupid. like I said, they set the precedent and mm. unfortunately the ref's hands have been forced. What are you doing? And just so the NRL doesn't have any blushes, they can't retract and say they screwed up. Yep. So they're just going with it and suspending players. But it looks like they just cop in one week now as opposed to two or three. I don't know what's happening there. But look, just to cover them, um, Jock Maddens, who's come across from the West Tigers, will slot in at 5'8". Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Brisbane are missing their chief playmaker, or not their chief playmaker, but is their starting 5'8", yeah. and they're missing their leader of the forward pack, Payne Haas, who's the best game's right. best forward. Souths, they actually get back to Veda Tatola, straight into their Oh, they got, they got him back. Wow. Yeah, so how do you see this one going? Where are they playing at? Suncorp. I actually think Rabbitohs will come on top by two points, actually. Really close game. It's not a bad tip. Yeah. Um, Rabbitohs by two. Yeah, this one's a tough one. Yeah, it is a All because tough. of those three players being out. I cannot wait. I'll be watching this game. You know what? I'm going to go Brisbane by four points. Oh, wow, that's a big one. Four of those I think Souths would just... I think Brisbane will... It's at home. I think they're in a couple of home, hot hometown decision. Going by four points. Can I ask you this? Do you think Brisbane is a top four team? Do you reckon they'll hold it there? Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll hold it. They've had a good oh, start. Oh, the whole way through? Yeah, they'll hold it. Unless wow. they get a lot of injuries in and Origin takes yeah. its toll. They're actually going to have a fair few players in, in Origin, I reckon. A lot of players, I Look, think, yeah. I think in this game, I think who's going to get Brisbane home is going to be Herbie Farnworth. 
just I'm just going to say Herbie Farmer is going to score a, two, a double or a hat-trick because he can just pull a rabbit out of a hat. Yeah. He's a big, big physical player as well. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to score. He's going to be the difference out there. Wow. That's how I see it. I think the difference for me will be the ref. The ref? <laughs> There's been too many cores. Too many different cores. Yeah. Oh, so that's even last week's round. And boys I hate getting... when the ref... Influence. Yeah. Not just the ref, the video ref. Mm. Because I, I go back to the Anzac match between St. George and the Roosters. There's an incident there with about, I think, four or five minutes to go. Yeah. Jack Bird gets up to play the ball and the ref calls a knock-on or penalizes him. I saw that. I saw he that gets call, a yeah. review happening. So Jack Bird on the review gets up, plays the ball with his feet. You clearly yeah. see that. And this is the video ref who I think his eyes are painted on, mind you. Um, Jack Bird fails to maintain. Jack Bird fails to get to his feet and ba- and play the ball with balance. And lo and behold, you watch. He gets to his feet, plays the ball with balance. Yeah. It's only after he falls over. And I guarantee, in that same game, there was twenty or thirty times more that's, that's happened, yeah. that players played it way worse than that. So why can't he win the review there? I didn't understand. Exactly. He either gets to play the ball or gets the penalty because yeah. the Roosters player was leaning on him. And they get a shot at two points and they potentially win the game. And potentially win the game. Anyways, that's done and dusted. Um, Saturday, 3 p.m. game uh, between the Canberra Raiders, who are currently 11th, and the Redcliffe Dolphins, who are 8th. Canberra's obviously distracted by that news by Jack White and yeah. um, coming to terms. Well, that's not official yet. No, he's playing yeah. with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But... Canberra's got a major in him, Jordan Rapana. Something of note, 20th man for the Canberra Raiders is Xavier Savage, who hasn't played all year. Oh, wow. That's so either one. he won't be in, they'll probably give him another week to improve his fitness, wow. or he could slot in at fullback, and you probably see Sebastian Crisco in the centres, maybe. Wow. So, And we all know what a sparkling player Xavier Savage is. Makes a massive, massive difference. Yeah. And, you know, he could probably end up slotting into 5-8 eventually. I think he could, yeah. So Sebastian Chris has actually been very He's good at quick. fullback. He's quick. Um, Dolphins major in Kenny Bromwich he's back he's back uh, but I think he slots into the front row alongside his brother so they are still battling a bit of depth issues the Dolphins mm. um, how do you see this one going I think Canberra I think Canberra will win by a try by six points yeah I really do it is in Canberra yeah that's why I, um, I, I don't know the Dolphins I mean is Jack Warner got a point to prove that's what I think that's what um, I'm looking at Camera fans, keep clapping. I reckon you guys get through it. You reckon... Yeah, this one's a tough one. You know what? After the Dolphins come back... Yeah. And they show they can put five tries at one half, I'm going to go to the Dolphins by eight points. Oh, wow. I'm going to take a punt and Dolphins by eight points. Eight points. Eight points. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, Dolphins will lead and then Canberra will come back and take it home. So you think it'll be the other way around this time? Strong. Canberra's the side that loses you games you expect them to win. And then games expect them to be towed up because they played dress for the previous week. They'll come and beat you the side that's undefeated than coming first. Exactly, yeah. So everyone probably expects Cameron maybe to get home in this one. I'm going the other way. <laughs> um, Saturday's 5.30 game sees Manly at home. Who I don't know how I understand how Manly's second. They've had an easy run. They haven't yeah, made anything crash nah. on. I expect them to start sliding down the ladder, potentially out of the eight yeah, eventually. Um, they're, playing, they're second and Gold Coast somehow who are 10th. Where they're playing at? Uh, it's at Manly's home ground, so Four Pines Park in Manly, which yep. is Brookvale Oval. Hmm. Um, look, no major ins or outs for um, the Gold Coast. Um, Manly's got Kelma Tualaga, who comes back in straight into the second row. 
Other than that, they've lost Josh Schuster in 5-8. But Schuster gone? Yeah, he's out for the game. What's happened to him? Uh, he's just got a niggling injury, basically. Yeah. It's weird. He's been in and out, in and out in for and injuries. Out, right. not getting his body right. Um, I, just looking at this, and Manly scraped home last week. Turbo, his name, he hasn't been playing at 100%. No, he hasn't been. Like, honestly, I reckon he should just take two or three weeks off. I know he's playing maybe 70%, 80%. He probably gets better every week. Yeah. But probably worth just giving him a week Give or two weeks off. Two, yeah, Oh, it's against Gold Coast. I've got Manly get, getting home by 14. I think Titans will win. So you're in an uh, upset? I, you know why? Because they had a disappointing loss against Dolphins. They need to step it back up. And I reckon they'll come home with the win on this one. I just think they shouldn't have been allowed to lead up by that much. So I think they just overachieved in that first half and I caught up with them. So I think Titans will lead and will just win the whole game. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with Manly. All right. We'll see how it goes. Um, Saturday night's game, 7.35. We got the Penny Panthers, who are currently third. Bit of a scrappy season for the Panthers. Um, They'll come back. Isaac Targo's out. Just a niggling injury. And Tyrone Peachy. He's back. Back from the wilderness or wow. back from the uh, the Panther that's been on the prowl in the Blue Mountains is back. So Peachy slots in the centres, actually. It's his first game too, Peachy. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, he goes good in the centres, Tyrone does, Peachy. Yeah. I hope he has a good game. I actually like the Peach. I think Penrith by 50. Yeah, they're playing the West Tigers, who are currently coming last. Um, Charlie Staines is out for, I think, a few months, unfortunately. Yeah. Played with a... Uh, he's playing with an injury, but who do we see back in? David Norfoluma. He's back. Oh, in the wings. Yeah, he's back. He's back from the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah, I hope Norfoluma has a good game. He's been a stalwart for the Tigers for about a decade now, so and he found himself out of favour. He played a couple of goal games last week. Yeah, know. he's been out of favour for the whole year, so he's back on the wing. It's a Penrith Panthers home game. It's although I'll tell you what, it's at Bathurst out of all places. Oh, it's a Bathurst game. It's at Bathurst. It's a Penrith Panthers home game. Wow. I think Penrith got a Leagues Club out there as well. They do. They do. I remember that Leagues Club. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna go Penrith by. I think the Tigers will show a better recount them themselves. You reckon? Yeah, I'll go Penrith by fourteen. Wow, that's low. Yeah, look, no I think, disrespect, I think Tigers right. got a bit of traction in that game against against Manly. I saw something there. Hmm. I think they got a bit of traction. Wow. I mean, yeah. I think Legal. Tigers will give a good account of themselves. So I just saw some signs. Remember what I told you? Yeah. Um, I will remember what you told me. Um, Sunday's 2 o'clock game. Um, you got the Warriors who are injured depleted. We're currently 7th versus the Roosters, 9th. The game's in NZ. Tupo's out for the Roosters. Yep. Um, Corey Allen comes in on the wing. Tupo's never out. He's always playing, but he's out for this hey, He's a good here. player. Yeah, he's just out for this week. I think maybe two weeks. Do you see Tupo in origin jersey this year? No, I don't think they'll choose him. Wow. I think they'll go, oh, maybe someone else. Okay, wow. Yeah, Toro's going to be there apparently. Because I know, I know, look, I would have said Josh Adokar, but he's currently injured at the moment. They're probably thinking Swali'i, but he's played ordinary the last few weeks since yeah. he's been announced going to rugby. Yeah, I don't think they'll put him there. Yeah, it's just... I mean, who else do you put there, though? Is there any other candidates? No, I don't think so. Oh, oh. there would be, sorry, but not up to origin stage or... Yeah, is it like these... Oh, there'll be a few candidates. But anyway, Warriors are injured depleted. They actually got three major outs. Chance Nickel Klukstar, he's out. Oh, he's out? Yeah, he's replaced by a young kid called Tane Torpiki. Oh, uh, Torpiki, a 20s player. Yeah, he had his ego. He's yeah, he's good. He's, he's good. a blazer, yeah. right? Yeah, off the marker. He's well, really might be good. a good replacement. Um, Wade Egan's back. Um, That's a good... Yeah, yeah he's good. another major in, but they're listening... Look, 
Charles Nigel Klukstar, Jazz Tavango's out, and Tahu Harris. They all got injuries. So, yeah. You got your fullback and two of your uh, two of your go forward. I think Rich is by two. It's in New Zealand. And I know Sean Johnson is playing really well. Just Warriors are starting to miss some troops. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see him get up. I think Rich has got a lot to make up for after getting battered in that second half. Mm. Look, if the Warriors had their full side, I would have went for the Warriors in this game. Yeah, I'm going to go Roosters by four. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and just to wrap off the round, we got the St. George Dragons, who are currently 14th. I think Dragons have only... They only saw the Dragons have won more games yeah. than this year, the West Tigers. So Can I just say this? This is the clash of the co-host as well. Gibbo against Abdul. Uh, Dragons against Bulldogs. What an exciting game. I wish yeah. you had him here. Look, the Dogs are 16th. They're 3-5. and five. They're not too bad. Um, look, the Dogs... What do you think? Are the Dogs have their strong side? Or, no, they have a lot of injuries in the front rows. Yeah, they miss it. Look, the only thing that's the Dogs is they got Josh Reynolds, very assertive player. Uh, are they starting him? Yeah, they're starting him. Wow. Yeah, no other wipe unless they change it before. Reynolds got a history of having good games against St. George, but he's 34... He's offered nothing. Um, honestly, I hope they crash and burn just because they put this guy in the starting lineup. If you're going to put someone in the starting lineup, if you're going to put Flanagan outside the 22, at least give that kid a or a run. I'm sure he's, he's, he's raw, but surely he offers more than what this guy's going to offer. So, And the Dragons, the only outs they got is Toramoga. Hmm. Um, the other Finney twin comes into first grade. I think oh, he's, wow. Yeah, his first appearance of the year. His first appearance since 2021. The game is in Wollongong. Um, You're going to go for Dragons, of course. Look, Dogs, I'm not going to say they're dreadful. They're just missing a lot of players. They still offer you quality at times. Um, dragons have been dreadful this year. They did bruise the Roosters in that second half. Yep. Yeah, this is a tough one. Because <laughs> Dragons have been absolutely ordinary. They, they, um, they are still missing a few players. Yep. Um, whoever starts the quicker here is going to go on to win this game. Um I'm going to go Dragons by 10 points. Wow. You know, I hope they get the win. Um, Reynolds has a dreadful game, and they can either go back to Flanagan or mm. throw in Olawaipu. Give him a go. Olawaipu is an assertive sort of player. He's raw, he's strong, he's fast. Give the kid a go if you're not going to give Flanagan that go. I think I think Dogs will come with the win in this one. Yeah, well, how much are you going Dogs by? By four. By four, close game, yeah, mate. Very close game. They're about the same level at the moment, and that's with the dogs having injured uh, player at side. So uh, that tells me if the drugs, dogs had their full side, they'd probably outperform the dragons. So that's yeah, but unfortunately they don't have a full I think side. Win this game. Any any players of note for the dogs in this game? Uh, Ockenball. I don't think Ockenball's in the lineup. He's not playing this week, <laughs> isn't he? No, I think he is. But um, look. Um, I think Tavita Pangai Jr. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be the dog's best player on the day. I think I think Tavita Pangai will be their go forward. He'll be their enforcer, and they'll play off the back of him. Yep. I just think uh, there'll be certain individuals for the dogs that will cost them the game. So I went for Ogden because of my mate, but actually, you know who I actually think will turn it around, and it's got to be a big thing. Reynolds, if he's naming again, I actually think he'll switch it up. That's a big thing. I think he will change. I think this game, people should watch. 34-year-old Josh Reynolds? Yes. The guy's been a has-been for the last five years. He went to the Tigers. He was playing uh, with a squad not as good as Canterbury's. 
He regressed. The side got worse with him. He went to England. I mean, if he can't crack it in England, then there's something wrong. And then he got thrown down in. The only club willing to take him on is the Canterbury Bulldogs using the propaganda. Like He's that. a favourite son. I like that. Um, the guy's come back. He's done nothing off the bench. Mm. Um, I mean, what's he going to do starting? If he can't do anything starting, then it's probably worth just cutting He'll do off. something. Mark my words, he'll do something. He'll do something. He's going to lead in four tries, and he's going to cost you guys <laughs> three tries. So hopefully that's something he does oh, do for you guys. Oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, I, Look, I know Sorrell's got to work with what he's got. Mm. So he's probably going with, look, I've got to try this guy first before I can get to the rest. To the rest. Which is... Probably what he's doing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh well, that's how it is. That's how it is. Yeah. I wonder what Elmo's thinking at the moment. He's probably got the dogs thirty plus, to be honest. Oh yeah, he's probably thinking dogs will smash. Look, the, the good thing about um, Japan and, um, and and Australia is their time zones are very similar. So, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna. I think he'll be halfway up for, up Mount Fuji. Yeah. So he's gonna cut his trek short just to tune into the game, basically. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he will love it. Anyways, dogs um, by twelve, according to Omar. What do you say? Dogs by twelve. Oh wow, he's humbled himself down. Breaking news! Points. Breaking news! <laughs> hey, can you just double check with him? It's not a typo. <laughs> oh, it went thirty plus. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. that's my tip. Oh, okay, righty. Oh, righty. It's you know, honestly, it's <laughs> it's it's not an easy tip. I'm just hoping they just lose. Yeah. I mean, and Reynolds has a shocker. I mean, I really want to see either Flanagan stay in the seven mm. or throwing Carl Alawapu. Alawapu, yeah. Said so they throw me in. This has been so. Not happy there, Canterbury. Not happy there. I would love to see a new new player blooded. To be honest. To come in and, and see what yeah. they can do. That's all I wanted to see. Do you think Alawapu will be the future of Bulldogs? Oh, Apparently um, he is. No, he will be. Yeah. yeah, he'll be there. They've offered him a big deal. Um, as long as they keep him happy and he's producing yeah. the results and the form. What about that young, um, young, young player that they kept out of the top thirty? Khalid um, Rajab. I reckon they. I still... think. He'll, I think. I think after round eleven, they yeah. can start using him. So, mm. I think Phil said, "Look, Phil was adamant he'll play first grade this year." So, oh, is he? Yeah. So obviously, there's a reason why they did what they wanted. They probably want to. I mean, if you understand, I mean, they're not going to share it with you. But if you read between the lines or see what they're doing, hmm. they want to give the guy more time to grow in reserve grade, get more game time under his belt, rather than playing five or ten minutes here. Yeah, they see more value that he plays eighty minutes in reserve grade. Yeah, um, runs the side there. They also tried him at fullback, and he absolutely excelled in fullback last did, week. Yeah. I think he scored a hat trick, or he, did, he set yeah. a few. Um, They've got a few good players in reserve grade. Um, they got the Jarrell Skelton, big mm-hmm. kid. They got the other half, um, Bailey Haywood. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a few good young forwards coming through as well. So big future for the Canterbury Club. I think their Harrod Matthews sides also made the grand final. They have, yeah. Congratulations to the Harrods. So exciting times ahead for Canterbury. Um, Do you remember when you played Harrods? I don't. That was a while. Ago. I was getting steamrolled. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, we were winger? That's why I'm on the panel here today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be out there playing first grade. Oh, wow. Anyways, um, that wraps it up for this week. Um, any comments, please include them in the comments section. Um, any segments you guys like to see. Um, any deferring opinions, please let us know. Um, other than that, we'll see you all next week. And go the Dragons. <laughs>